Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy Kwali, host of Nah Stop Playing. This is my podcast, as you all know, and I'm happy to be here. So welcome back. Man, I'm back with another serious topic. <laughs> Probably one of my favorite topics. Um Considering my last uh, episode when I talked about uh, mental health, specifically mental health for black men, I'm probably more excited to record this episode because we're talking about black fathers, black fathers. And of course, you know, your boy, I'm a black father. So, you know, it just it fits so well. It fits so well. So I'm super excited to be here to talk about this specifically because it's Father's Day and, you know, Juneteenth. You know, you know how I do. You know, we celebrating that black excellence. We talking about that black freedom. You know, we talking about that, which is super important. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Um, and you got to bear with me, um, audience, because the missus surprised me with something today, and I was super ecstatic about it. Uh, she bought me a new mic, a mic for my you know podcast, so I can sound sufficient and you know be able to talk my ish from a more professional level. You know, I got my my AirPods, but you know that only goes so far. So the fact that I got the the microphone, one check, one two, one two. I'm, I'm feeling really good right now. <laughs> Man, so I, I kind of sound like LL a little bit. Let me stop. I'm feeling myself. <laughs> but yeah, today we're talking about black fathers. So. Let me give you all a quick recap. Um, again, last episode was about mental health for black men, well, specifically men, but black men specifically, excuse me. Um, and, you know, I kind of dove into more of like my my backstory and kind of how I've been dealing with mental health and kind of how it sprung up on me. You know, the things that affected me during my childhood, specifically my early adolescent years, you know, my uh, toddler years all the way up into, you know, my teenage and now as a grown man, in a sense, um, things that I'm working through and, you know, trying to build on in a sense so that I don't, one, put my son sons specifically, but also if I have any daughters, because I, you know, as you know, I got two sons. So um, making sure I don't take them through those same pressures and um, negative instances and, you know, it's making sure my daughter is loved on as well. So, you know, making sure I love on my children because, it starts with us parents. It starts with us, you know. So I just want to reiterate that. And, you know, that was the last episode. And um, I've gotten a lot of good feedback on that one. So uh, it's time to take it to the next level. So if you're ready, come roll with me. <laughs> I keep laughing because uh, when I'm listening to myself talk through this mic, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy, y'all. It's crazy. So uh, super excited, as you can see. And it's 1 a.m., uh, 1 a.m., well, Sunday now, but, you know, it's 1 a.m. Uh, uh, AZ time because AZ doesn't acknowledge, you know, specific or mountain standard time. So it's AZ time, people. Uh, so I'm three hours behind the East Coast, two hours uh, behind the Central and, well, I guess well, Pacific time in a sense, but whatever. That's not important. Let's get back into this um, episode. So, again, today I'm talking about Black Fathers. You know, it's Father's Day. You know, what I re- reiterated to last time is that... Um, men aren't valued as much in society and you know it's it's clear it's clear and evident in most senses right because some of the things that are expressed when it comes to men and doing what we need to do and you know the accountability that's held the obligation uh, and accountability that's held to us in terms of you know double standards in a sense or what we're obligated to do as men you know our roles in society 
you know, provide, protect, um, create, you know, some substance in a sense, you know, being logical, being um, firm and things of that nature. Because if you're not firm, you're a beta. And, you know, we can get into that a little later. I'm going I'm to get on the topic when we talk about alpha versus beta men, men and how that just kind of, again, creates more division within uh, our community. And, you know, it's okay for you to do certain things because there's no blueprint to being a man. You know what I mean? It's just people have decided that these are the parameters that they want to set for us as men. But again, that's another topic for another day. So today I just want to talk about black fathers um, and kind of give, you know, a detail, some details and some, some backstory on myself and kind of how I've conducted myself as a father and some of my woes and some of my celebrations when it comes to being a black father. You know what I'm saying? So let's get into it. So again, um, like I alluded so many times on the podcast, um, I have one son who is turning eight in December. And I have another son that's in the oven, right? So he'll be here in a couple of months. So I'll say late August, early September, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be here in August. Just, I don't know. My intuition has been pretty good. I say we're having a boy and we're having a boy. Um, and the fact that he is growing at the rate that he's growing and as active as he is, I'm pretty sure he's going to be an early baby in a sense. I'm, I'm, I'm claiming 39 weeks. I said what I said. My lady, if she let 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 her uh, let me say that to her. Nah, that ain't. Uh-uh. Don't don't try to wish him too early. Let him cook as long as he need to. I'm like, nah. He need to be out here now with his pops, and you know we're getting ready to take over the world in a sense. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. But I'm just super excited because you know it's my second chance at this thing of fatherhood in a sense, right? Because again, there's no blueprint to being a father, um, and you know you kind of learn by trial and error in a sense, right? So let's 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 get into it. Let's talk about my backstory as a father and some of the things that I've gone through thus far. Right. So, again, like I said, my eldest son is turning eight in December and me and the mother are no longer together. Um, well, of course, because I'm with my lady, uh, well, my, my wife to be. And um, it's been pretty rough, man, like super rough. If you ask me, uh, when I tell people my story, they just kind of look at me with a lot of empathy, like. And well, sympathy because they can't empathize with me, of course, because they're not going through it. But they're like, man, I you got man, I took my hat to you because for you to go through what you've gone through thus far uh, regarding your son and knowing how much you care about him, most people would crack under the pressure, especially with the things that you've gone through. And I'm like, well, you know, one thing I can say from this experience outside of being able to be a father to my, my kid is or, you know, even having the experience of being a father, because a lot of people aren't blessed with that opportunity to be a parent. So I'm I'm grateful for that in itself. But also just, you know, the fact that um, I got, you know, a son, like most men, their, their pride is their son. Their, their first, their pride is their son. Their first love is their daughter. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the first woman that, you know, you can love unconditionally with no, no expectations. Right. So, you know, of course, when you're dating or you're going through the courting phase or if you are even getting married, you know, there's an expectation on you from that woman or there's an obligation to you to that woman. And depending on how you perform, there's a no, yes, no, maybe. Yes, we're going to be together. Maybe we're going to be there. Nah, I ain't, I ain't fooling with you, partner. You know what I mean? So your daughter, all she wants is your, your quality time. You know, her love language is quality time. So you just spend your time with her. She's going to love on you and you know, my daddy is my hero, you know, and you set the standard for what 
she's going to expect out of men in her life. You know, so if you're not there and you're absent, you know, she's going to be ride good D and probably be on love and hip hop at some point. But if you're there, you're, you're, you're present, you know, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes you can be a present parent and not fulfill the obligations of what that child wants or that teenager wants or what that young adult wants. So, you know, you can't really determine what's going to happen, but the more you're involved, I feel like there's a positive impact on that kid, especially if you are, you know, you handle your business and y'all build good rapport and there's good cohesion between you both. I uh, think that it can work out for the better, but you know, you got to try to steer them in the right direction. Now they're going to go their own way at some point, but you know, you can kind of try to help steer that and it, it starts with you being in the household. So that's, that's super important, but let me get back into my story. Right. So again, my son was born uh, December back in 2014. And it's crazy because like none of this was planned. Like what, what, so what happened was me and his mother, we actually were broken up because we had been together. And his mother started, uh, high, high school sweethearts in a sense. Right. Um, everything was cool. Um, and then went to college and throughout that, 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 timeline from you know meeting and getting to know each other dating and all that good stuff right um there was a lot of toxicity and i kind of go in i go into this a little bit on one of my other episodes it might be my mental health episode if not it probably is uh it's one of them episodes so just listen to all of them (laughs) support and listen to all of them but we uh our relationship was very toxic uh, and a lot of the toxicity that was going on on Harvey, don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect. Wasn't I wasn't perfect, not perfect, and I'm not claiming to be. And I'm not trying to put all onus on her because I played my part in, you know, some of the negative and toxic energy as well. But I'm I'm talking from my perspective, so I can only talk from that. And again, if you want me to be accountable, I can do a whole episode on where I went wrong with all women in a sense, right? Because I, I own up to it. I know, man, I was a doggy dog, 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 you know, <laughs> <laughs> Even in elementary, I told y'all my I had two girlfriends in first grade. You know what I'm saying? It's like and they knew about each other. So, you know, for a long time I was doing things I shouldn't have been doing. Doing, but again, when you have no guidance and you base things on what you see on television, or if you're in an environment where you're seeing things that make you think that that's okay to be doing, that's what happens. So. But yeah, that's what that was. But again, um, it was our relationship was very toxic. It was a lot of things going on and. There's many times where I tried to walk away, tried to get away. But again, you know, when you are dating modernly and it's transactional, you do transactional things to keep things afloat. And that's what happened. You know, we kept doing transactional things and I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'm player. Um, you know, it is what it is. And what ended up happening was there was actually an instance where she said some stuff that resonated with me and had me thinking that okay maybe things are going to get better because we're always thinking all right things are going to get better we're going to work with this person we're going to change them because you know it's going to make everything worthwhile when it's all said and done but i'm gonna tell you now 99 percent of the time it's not gonna be worthwhile because that person's not going to change you and keep wasting your time so you can you can choose to keep wasting your time or you can move on because those red flags are going to continue to be there at some point even if they go away for a little bit they're going to come back because People are creatures of habit, and I say this all the time. So you can choose to, you know, be naive and try to go with the flow and think that things are going to change, but nine times out of ten, they're not. So, again, I'm not going to be the dead horse because nothing's going to happen. You got to kind of make that decision on your own. So, again, moving forward. 
so she uh, we uh, she said some things that were that made me feel as though she was ready to move forward in the capacity of being with someone. And for me, I was on cloud nine because you know in my junior year of college, and I had just gotten accepted into my program because at the time I was studying exercise, sports science, or kinesiology. So I was getting ready to either go in the PT route, so physical therapy, or I was going to stick with strength conditioning and uh, go work with athletes and train athletes or whatnot. So I was super ecstatic because I'm like, all right, cool. Um, with me getting into the program, now I'm a year away from graduating. So she said what she needed to say in a sense to hook, hook and reel, right? Hook and reel. And I was like, all right, bet. Well, that's that's where we're going. I like what you're saying. You know, I think we can move forward, especially with me doing what I'm doing. Again, we've been on and off for so long, and it's just a lot of toxic energy. So, but when you're thinking when someone has potential, it's like, all right, cool. Well, if they got potential, we can we can rock. And you know, for the longest, she was the first woman to show me something different compared to all the women I was dating. So, I was like, I can give her a chance. And literally, got engaged and. Things was cool for like a week, and then she did some more foul stuff, and I was like, "Nah, sis, you you you're not about your word. You're not about what you're saying right now." So I got I, I got to do what's best for me, and literally right after I did that, we found out she was pregnant. So I was like, "Well, well, what do I do now? I'm 23 at the time, and." I'm getting ready to graduate and we were engaged. So it wasn't like we were doing something out of wedlock in a sense, even though it was out of wedlock, we weren't married. But at the same time, we were trying to go down that path. It's just, I got tired of dealing with the same, same old song in a sense. So I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, you know what? Well, I got to be here for my kid. And what made things <laughs> put more pressure on it was, we us finding out it was a boy. So I'm like, I really got to be there because I didn't have my father growing up. And, you know, I am who I am today. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, the, I'm uh, continuing, I'm continuing to better my version of myself every day. And let me stop clapping my hands because <laughs> uh, that sound effects and whatnot, but I'm continuing to, you know, apply pressure to myself to be a better person. And if I had a somewhat of a father figure, I think things would have been different. You know, I again, a lot of people that know me, you know, I'm a stand up guy, I'm loyal to a T and I work hard, I'm goal oriented, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But I think things would have been somewhat different had I had a father. You know what I'm saying? So for me, with the, that ideology, I'm like, I have to give that to my children. You know what I'm saying? So with that, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm not, I noticed, I noticed not going to work with me and her, but I have to do something for my kids' sake. So, we just we wrote it out, but then, don't get me wrong. That pregnancy was rough because again, I was away at school, which was three hours away from my home, like my city. So I'm back home taking mad credits, uh, working a, a part time job, but it's like thirty hours a week. And for those who've been in college, you know, I'm I'm taking nineteen credits, nineteen credits, and I'm working thirty hours a week. So you think about it, nineteen credits. Each credit is worth an hour of study time. So. That's almost 20 hours of study time and 30 hours of work. And I'm volunteering um, with the youth, you know, coaching youth sports and I'm mentoring through the YMCA. So I got a, I got mad stuff on my plate. But for me, I'm like, I got to get this done because he going to be here. And when he get here, I got to be I got to be ready. I got to be ready. So what up happening was um, I ended up getting a job uh, in Georgia. So I'm like, cool, I got it set up. We gonna when he born, we gonna move to Georgia and it's gonna be like that. But ironically, things were still like it just when we talk when I say toxic, I mean toxic, just 
bitter baby mama stuff before she was even a mama. Like, it, well, before the life was outside of her, in a sense. Because, of course, once that heartbeat starts, it's life. You know, it, it's a it's a living being, in a sense. So I'm just like, man, I got to I gotta figure this out because this ain't working, man. This is, I'm just, oh, Lord Jesus, take the will, do something with it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I was like, you know what, but I got to suck it up. I got to be a man. I got to suck it up. I got to tough it out because... This is my responsibility. It's my obligation. I made my bed. I got to lay in it. So um, literally, I walked across the stage and the day after went into labor and a couple hours after that, my son was born. So literally, so I graduated, son was born. And then right after that, two weeks later, we moved to Georgia. So I'm down there working 16 hours a day, you know, to, you know, make ends meet, you know, working, doing my thing with, uh, coaching, training, doing all that. She was a stay-at-home mom. So, you know, it, it worked out, but she didn't want to stay home. You know, she didn't, she wanted to work, whatever she wanted to do. She didn't want to be where we were at. She wanted to move back home. So I'm like, all right. So I, I quit both of my jobs or resigned from both of my jobs. And I'm like, all right, we're going to move back home. And I moved back home to nothing in a sense, because I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't have a space to live. So, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. But at this point now, I'm the full-time parent, but no one's taking care of me and my son. So it's just me and him. But I'm cool with that because I would rather my son will be be with me anyways because, you know, I'm an overprotective parent. So him being with me means that I know what's going on, right? And I'm cool with that. But at some point, you know, things progress, get some jobs. I start working. I actually give go back to school to start my master's. So now it goes from me keeping them 23 hours a day to now I'm keeping them half the day. And then at some point now I'm working first shift and going to school. So now he got to go to daycare. So it's just thing after thing after thing. And then, you know, at that point I'm like, all right, I don't been single for a minute and hanging. Well, I'm, it's fall the time. I'm not even giving these females the time of day because I'm so invested in being a dad that I got I'm focusing on him. That's this my this my priority. I'm not worried about going on no date. I'm not worried about Netflix and chilling. I ain't worried about none of that because my kid is my priority. And if you can't, like a lot of these women say, oh, we're a, we're a package deal. I don't even care about being a package deal because I'm like, my, my kid needs me. You don't need me. You want me, but you don't need me. So I'm going to put my priorities on what needs me at the, at the time. But okay, and things, you know, progress. So now my son is a year and a half now. And I'm like, all right, man, I got to get back out here, man. I'm... <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be booed up, you know, da da booed up, da 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 da, right? On my LMA ish, right? So I re, you know, rekindled with um, an old flame from back in the day, and things were great, actually. Quite honestly, really great, great. And I kind of alluded to this in the last episode, but again, things happen when, um, you know. BM started, you know, wilding out, doing stuff, being toxic, and it just continued, 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 continued. So eventually, um, after I finished my master's, I'm, I moved an hour away to work, had a nice little job working at this university, and then the courts, well, before that, the court stuff was going on, and man, I tell you, I kid you not, fellas, man, if you don't have a child with someone that, that you don't know is going to act crazy, man, look for the signs up front, because Nine times out of 10, the signs are going to show, right? Maybe not within the first couple of months, but after six months, you're going to start seeing things or even after the first year. But if you can, don't have a child with somebody that one, you don't know, and two, you're not planning to marry. Like if you're not going to marry her and you, she don't give those qualities that you, you, you need, like 
you know, and sometimes it's hard because if maybe your mother's not super involved in your life, maybe your grandmother is young, so um, you don't really have that, like that, that image of what a good woman is in a sense, that one that's going to take care of and do X, Y, and Z and hold, hold you accountable to it in a sense, right? So, fellas, you know, speaking from experience, make sure you, you know, get on point and stay on point because this justice system ain't for us, man. This court system, family court ain't for us. Now, don't get me wrong. In some instances, they'll 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 look out, but in most cases, most states are women's states. So, <laughs> believe me when I say, don't be just be mindful, be careful, be mindful. I, I know in, in the moment it's like, yeah, you know, da 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 da. Look good, feel good, but not everything that look good, feel good, gonna gonna be good in the end. So just be be mindful of what you do, cause I'm speaking from experience. So, um, and I again, I'm, I give backstories because I want people to understand where I'm coming from when I say what I say, right? So moving forward, um, go through the court stuff, and that was brutal, just brutal. I was feeling like Ice Cube, no Vaseline, how they treated me. You know what I'm saying, like. Man, 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 y'all gonna do me like that? No Vaseline? Eh. Y'all could at least lessen the blow for real. So, you know, but I'm going through it. You know, as men, you know, we got tough skin and we got grit. Most of us do. Um, so, you know, I just deal with my thing. thing was I just want to be able to be a father to my kid and do what I had to do. So, eventually, like I said, I moved up north, was working up there. And then I ended up moving out of state to go pursue my, my, my PhD. So, you know, working on my doctorate or whatnot. And that's when it really hit the fan. And it's just more toxic stuff. Now I'm calling, trying to spend time with him, come pick him up and do stuff. And it's like, nah, you can't do this. And nah, you can't do that. And blasey, blasey, blasey. And if you've gone through the court proceedings, you don't want to go through that again because you, in your mind, you already said you, it's, it's a, it's a kamikaze. You, you're going in to commit suicide, basically. It's kamikaze. So why set yourself up to be put in that position again, right? So for me, I'm like, I'm going to just ride it out, have some tough skin, you know, but when you're dealing with someone who their main goal is to be self-centered and almost like a sociopath in a sense, like I'm so worried about me and everything revolves around me. It's it's hard to do anything. So I'm just going to put that out there. I'm not going to say any, you know, I'm not going to go into detail, but it makes things hard. So Literally, for me, my son is turning eight in December. The last nine years have probably been the most stressful. Like outside of the the small victories and the milestones that I've I've accomplished, being a father has been tough as hell. Like super tough because it, it just it's always something, man. It's always something, right? So now, f- fast forward to you know today. You know, I I actually I've had the chance to go through the essence of going through a whole pregnancy, and that's been mad wild. Cause, man, I I, I took my hat to you women, cause man, y'all be going through it, and not you know, and not every pregnancy is the same, but this pregnancy for my my fiance, well, well the wife, has been rough. Like I man, the throwing up, the nausea, the stuff stuffy nose, runny nose, not you know, no appetite. Um, you know, sleepless nights. Now he, the, the baby, he kicking like, man, Bruce Lee now. So every, she can't even sleep through the night. I be feeling bad because I'm like, dang, she, you know, she trying to go to work and do do her thing and hold it down on her end. And it's like, it's tough. But I, but I tell her all the time, man, you ain't got to, 
I'm going to make a way. So don't even worry about what's going on. You know, if you got to stay home just to get your mental right, I got you. Like, I'm always going to have you. I chose you for a reason. So I'm always have your back, whatever's going on. And in essence, I feel that's one of the the nice, the greatest things of having a good partnership is when the when the partnership is solid, it makes everything else easy. Doesn't matter. Y'all can be eating syrup sandwiches on the side of the road, but if y'all you got a good partner, that good partner's gonna it's gonna it makes everything else seem like it's blissful. So, like even with everything going on, like you know she don't speak much. You know she kind of be in her little bubble, but I, I I know what it is. I know how I make her feel and. You know, she reminds me every every once in a while, like, you know, I, you know her appreciation and it's real. So I'm just saying, like, I, I'm I'm so excited to be a new father. Like, I'm a father, but a new father because this is a new experience. And I know, like, even outside with the outside, you know, issues and external noise and this stuff, you know, we got you got ratchet friends and you know, you know, other people that you don't know as well, but they trying to speak on things or whatever. Now that's gonna come, but when you got a solid person, it makes, like I said, it more worthwhile. And on top of that, you know, it makes it exciting just going through it because you know, even if it's something bad, y'all gonna figure out a way, figure out a way to overcome that obstacle. So that's what makes for me it makes it more solid in a sense. So I'm super excited and. You know, all the things that, you know, my, my BM tried, took from me in a sense as far as experiences because, you know, people do stuff like that. Misery loves company. And I, I, I refuse to give in to that and deal with that. And even with, with the, the circumstances, you know, things only last for so long. And karma is real. You know, what you do on the other people, it's going to come back to you. And when it come back, it's going to come back raw. Like you ain't going to, man, no Vaseline excuse me, times two. So, you know, I'm like, and I'm not wishing anything bad on anybody, but again, I know how the universe works. You put good energy out to the universe, it's going to come back to you good 10 times. If you put bad energy into the universe, it's going to come back 10 times as worse. So, you know, and every dog has his day. And when that day comes, just be ready for it. Just be ready for it. So, um, but yeah, being a, being a father is cool, man. You know, I, I I just recall stories of just little things that my son would do that, you know, you can be having the worst day in the world and they'll say something that'll make you like laugh, like tears come out your eyes or they'll do something that's super sweet, like rub your face and be like, I love you or, you know, are you okay? You know, like my, my son, like say, you're, you're, you're the greatest dad. Like he always, even with everything that's going on, even if I don't see him as much as I want to, or be able to speak to him as much as I want to, because of, like I said, misery, those, those miserable people, you know, he still has a genuine kind heart. And honestly, I I know he got it from me because I, that's, and I'm not being biased, of course. I'm not, I ain't saying his mom ain't, you know, I, I may not mess with her on that level, but she's not a bad person. She just do bad things, right? And that, that, if that don't make sense, I know everybody knows somebody that do stuff like that. So, um, but I know he has a good heart because, you know, he has, his parents have good hearts. It's just one decides sometimes not to act on it the way that person should. And it's more of a manipulative sense instead of a, a genuine sense. Right. So, but that's neither here or there. Um, I'm not going to sit here and bad talk people on my, my podcast. I just, like I said, I like to be authentic with my, my audience to let them know because, you know, I'm going through it too. 
you know, it might be somebody out there going through the same thing and be like, man, Kwali, man, let, man, I want to link and speak with you, bro. Like, how you how you maneuvering through these instances? And I'm like, man, it's a struggle every day. Regardless of what people think, it's a struggle every day. You know, it's times where I'm emotional. Sometimes I lose sleep at night just thinking about, man, I, I, you know, I miss my, my son and want to spend time with him. And then it's also the the guilt of, man, the, you know, this baby on the way going to get so much love from me and his mother because, you know, we are a, a good unit and we're going to parent him in the right way. Then I'm like, man, I don't want my other son to be like, man, you 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 gave up on me or you didn't do this and you didn't do that. And he get more attention. You know, he's gotten more and you was there for him for this, that and the third. And, you know, that's a that, I know that's a conversation that's going to be that, that, will, that will, which will be needed, you know, in the near future. And I'm, I'm, I'm ready to have that conversation, right? Because you got to keep your receipts. You got to keep your receipts, people. Especially men out there, if you're dealing with somebody who's vindictive and abrasive and, um, you know, acts outlandish and all kind of stuff, you, you got to keep your receipts because the receipts are going to, I have a person who's going to understand the receipts or they're not. And, you know, sometimes I take time, but keep your receipts, fellas, because it's real out here, especially when you got to go to court. Keep your receipts. Um, so, you know, but I'm just excited because, like I said, one of the best things you can do or, you know, one of the greatest milestones you can accomplish is being a parent. You know what I'm saying? And again, shout out to those. You know, I don't want anybody to feel offended. You know, if you can't have children, you know, um, I know that's tough. That's real tough. Um, but for me, I'm just speaking from my, my my frame of reference. Being a parent is one of the best things that can happen to a person. You know what I'm saying? Um because it's helped me grow as a man, like, tremendously. Because I know me, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, man, forget this job. I ain't got time for y'all, y'all, y'all trying to play me. I'm out. But when you got that, that kid, when, you know, you got to go home, be like, damn, my baby got to eat. My baby needs some clothes. You know what I'm saying? What, what Asa say? Baby needs some shoes. Baby needs some clothes. Hustle hard. Hustle hard. You know, I, I messed the song up. Whatever. But y'all get my drift. You know, you got to get out there and hustle. You got to do what you got to do to make sure... Your kid got what they need. And I ain't talking about what they need, Jordans, True Religions, Dior, this, Chanel, that. I ain't talking about that materialistic stuff. I'm talking about making sure they got a roof over their head, making sure they got food in their belly, making sure you're doing things the right way, getting them some assets, you know, some stocks, some bonds, you know, stuff like that, some investments, maybe even a property. Get a property for them, not in their name, because don't mess their credit up, because Y'all know in our community, man, somebody quick to put a cable bill in somebody's name, a phone bill in a baby name. Baby, fresh out the womb, got messed up credit already, a 300 credit score. Ha, man, come on now. We got to stop mess that, stop that mess too, man. Don't, don't be putting stuff in your kid's name because, you know, you know they got, they credit is, 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 un, is unblemished. It's blemished now because you want to sit here, then you don't pay the bill. Oh, they'll, they'll get it back in blood. What? Come on now. Come on, Pooh Shiesty. Can't do that. No, we can't do that. <laughs> so we, we, we got to do things the right way. But I just, I love being a father and, you know, it just, it, it it's great. And again, I've had a lot of growing pains with this because again, there's no blueprint to being a father and not having a father figure goes, man, that, at least with a, a good father figure, you can kind of mess up and ask for guidance or even ask for guidance. And if you do mess up, try to find a way to maneuver around it. Man, it's been a lot of bump in my head, and man, I'm looking like Martin when Tommy Hearns gave him that bop, 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 and knocked him into the stands. You know, y'all seen that episode when he his head was all lumped up and looking crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, 
I'm just like, yay. But I, I'm excited because from every mishap, right? From every misstep, there's a lesson. And from that lesson, I grow every day. Every day I grow. Every day I get, you know, more knowledgeable. I, you know, I, I have more integrity. I have a tougher skin. I have more patience. So, like, I'm just super excited for what, what's to come, you know. Uh, and at the end of the day, I will say I, I had a, I had a, um, I had a couple of uncles that was, you know, stayed with my aunts or whatever, and was good dudes, stand up dudes. They weren't my father, of course, and you know they was there. They did a few things, taught me how to cut grass, how to paint, how to do more like, you know, around the house DIY stuff. So you know, I had that in a sense, but a father in the household. And like I said in the last episode, my mom had a husband at some point, and but you know, he he, he know what it is. Like, you know, they still cool to this day. And, you know, he'll talk to me and whatnot, say a little stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, bro, like, yeah, you, you wasn't that guy, my, my, my boy. But at the end of the day, I respect you for coming in and, take, you know, stepping up and helping my mom, you know, raise four kids. So not not a lot of men do that. So, I you know, I give, I give flowers where flowers is due because he didn't have to, you know, like I said, my mom never worked a day in her life. You know, he made sure the bills was paid and he, you know, he's a grumpy dude, but, you know, and all that, all that jazz or whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, I got to get flowers. You know, he, he stepped up when nobody else would. So, and he, he stayed around even through all of the craziness. Cause I can only imagine if I was dating a woman with four kids, Lord, and they got all got different dads. Listen. All right, sis, I'm going to head out, man. You, I'm good, love, enjoy. Because <laughs> I ain't dealing with it, for real. And even if they're not involved, it's just, it's just too much. Like, I'm not, not saying I'm weak or anything, because it, it doesn't make you a weak man to decide that this is too much baggage for you to take off. Um, and that's another topic for another day, because Kevin Samuels, man, he was going in on these ladies, and they was hating it. Like, yeah, you're a misogynist, and you're this, and you're that. Brian, bro, we're just speaking the truth. Ain't no man trying to be with no woman that's over 30 with three kids and, you know, like, come on, sis. But I, again, I ain't trying to disrespect the women. Let me, let me, let me fall back on that. Cause I, if I got to come, I got to come locked and loaded. Cause I know they're going to be coming with the, with the <laughs> AR 15 ready to air your boy out. So I got to, you know, make, I, I'm, I'm going to give a backstory, of course, before I get in, talk my ish. Cause I already know what that looked like. And I learned my lesson from past transgressions, man. If you're going to come at the women, man, make sure you're ready for what they're going to say on the back end. And I ain't talking about these young 21, 22-year-olds like some of these dudes on YouTube that be having these guest appearances and they be these young chicks out here. Yeah, y'all can sit there and drag them through the mug and make them look crazy because it's easy to do that. But talk to a 40-year-old, talk to a 50-year-old and try to make them look crazy. I guarantee you they they, they, they might tune you up, my boy, so – Again, I'm going to come ready. I'm going to come ready. So believe me, that, that episode is coming soon. I've been talking to a lot of older women out here in the, in the Valley, and you know, I'm ready for them to come on the podcast, and we, we have our conversations about relationships because it's real out here. Now, don't get me wrong. It's a little different because, you know, millennial, and we're talking about uh, late baby boomers out here for real. So, but again, for the sake of the topic, let's get back on Black Fathers. Um so yeah, man, I just want to, again, let me, man, shout out to all the fathers out there. Happy Father's Day, man. You know, I'm, I'm proud of y'all. If ain't nobody heard from you, you know, even if you get that tool belt or if you get that tie, man, man, use it and run with it. You know what I'm saying? But that following year, we ain't doing no more of that. We ain't doing no more macaroni necklaces out here, females and children. 
I'm gonna need for y'all to step y'all game up, cause when 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 dads step out and get the prize, the, the the birthday presents, get the Mother's Day presents, get the you know saying the anniversary presents, man, we be showing up and showing up, man. Where where our love at? We want a little love too, man. Don't don't leave us hanging out here, you know. That that ain't cool. We want to feel value too, man. We we do a lot. We do a lot, especially when we in the household, or even if we not in the household and we got a co-parent, we do a lot. So you know, give us our flowers, man. Don't sit here and you know. Not do it, you know what I'm saying? Be 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 uh, stingy with it. Be fruitful with it. Give us what we deserve. Like it, it's hard out here being a man, and everybody always say, "Oh, it's a you know, men get all this and men get all that." Nah, we get we get the burden of accountability, and what I mean by that is you can't mess up as a man because if you do, that's your only strike. Now now you label compared to women where y'all can y'all can do a false step but you got all these all this stuff going on that you know come on now and i hear stuff on social media all the time there's always some type of way of you know bailing out the woman in this sense now don't get me wrong i know that there's instances out here from from a monetary stance right women want to be equally monetary i get that i'm not refuting that if a woman can do the same job as a man if she can do it as a man as as a man cool pay her to pay her the same cool I get that. But what I'm saying, other stuff, those double standards in society, let's talk about it because we can. And I, I'll, hey, you better be ready because I, I got my guns locked and loaded. For real. I got the, I got the bangers ready. You said what? All right, hold on. Let me hit you with this. Boom. <laughs> so, but again, that's another topic for another day. But yeah, just, man, I, I, I can't stress enough, enough how great it is to be a father, let alone a black father. You know, we... We've been dubbed as the most affectionate, the most loving, the most uh, attentive, you know, uh, even, you know, and, and we get a bad rap. They said black father's not in the house. It's always that, you know, stereotypical joke that kids don't know their, their father, especially if they black. But studies have shown that black fathers are more, again, like I said, affectionate, loving, excuse me, attentive in the household, more nurturing than other fathers in other communities. Make that make sense. So how are we not in a household as much, but we make up a greater percentage, like over 50%, right? Over 50% of black fathers do those things. So how are we percentage-wise less in a household, but we account for a higher percentage of those who have those attributes that we give to our children? Make that make sense. And again, society is so quick to try to throw the black man under the bus or make us seem like we just... They want to over-sexualize us, call us lazy, call us thugs, criminals. But a lot of us, man, we go hard for our kids. We go hard for our kids. But, again, we got some of these women out here want to drag us through the mud, take us to court, and be on some other stuff because they feeling salty. Like, man, come on, sis. You already know they out to get us. Why, 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 Why add fuel to the fire? Why be a CIA agent? Why be undercover with it? Oh, yeah, I'm going you know, to take you to the other side. Yeah, you 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 think you're gonna leave me, huh? Sis, it ain't even that deep. Like, let's just co-parent. Like, we can co-parent. Like, you can do your thing. I'm not here to impose on your your will and what you want to do. That's not my my thing. But let's keep that same energy. Don't try to take away from me because now I don't move on and I'm doing other things. Then try to try to bash me and make me seem less than or. Oh, you got a new baby now. Now you want to do this and do that. No, I still love my other child too. Let me be in my child's life. I hear it too many times. And I be like, oh man, I love paternity court. Especially that one black judge. I think, I want to say she in, 
She either in Texas or or, or Tennessee, man. She be letting them, them women have it. Like, oh, he got his love. I mean, and it was crazy. The men be having the kids, and then they be like, yeah, I make a, I make ten thousand dollars a month. And then when when she hit her with that child support, Rico. Oh wait, wait, can I get my kids half the time now? Nah, you weren't thinking about that before, sis. So don't try to switch it up now. Now y'all see what what us fathers be going through, like <laughs> two thousand, three thousand a month. Like, how is it even? Man, I wouldn't even spend that much, that kind of money if the kid was in the house with me. So I gotta like, who put the who put the standard on this? This this makes no sense at all. But again, that's another story for another time. Man, I got so many stories for other times, man. We we gonna be lit for the next couple seasons. I got some I got some hot stuff coming out, man. Especially the second season. I, I guess I got a lot of collabs. I got a lot of guest appearances for people coming on to respond to what I what I've said thus far, but also talk they ish too. You know, I, I'm all for that. I'm all for for community. I'm all for people being able to express themselves, and we talk about topics that need to be talked about, like. A lot of this stuff that's on the internet is just trash. Like, am I trying to hit us, man? But people link, tune in. Like, what? Come on now. But yeah, again, I, I go on these tangents because my mind just be going a million miles a second. So, um, but yeah, back to being this black father. But yeah, the growing pains were real. You know, trying to you know find myself as a man and trying to figure out how to do that, and then you know becoming a father. And I wasn't young. It wasn't like I was seventeen, eighteen, sixteen having a kid. You know, I was twenty four when I had my son. So. You know, I had some time. I had some time to develop because they say most people develop at 25. Their frontal lobe is fully developed at 25. So I was a year behind as far as that. But at the same time, when when my son was here, I was locked and loaded. I, I made sure that I started looking into investing. I started looking into life insurance. I'm like, I got to set me and my kid up because, you know, tomorrow's not a promise. But I want to make sure if something ever happens to me, he good. And I said, all, well, all my children are good because who knows? So, you know, we really got to do our due diligence as fathers and making sure that we stand on point and, you know, we loving on them, giving them what they need. We got to stay in that higher percentage as far as communities that do for their children are and, you know, are attentive to their children, right? We just got to make sure we tap into that because ain't nobody else going to do it. And they already got a few targets on their back anyway, especially the number one target of being a, a melanated person. So, we got to make sure we love on them and, you know, give them the tools they need to, one, have thick skin, but also how to maneuver in this world because, you know, it, it's, it's, it's becoming worsome and worsome every day, every day. Like even with the stuff that happened in Texas, you know, uh, what was it, Uvenda, Uvenda, whatever, I forget the name of the town, but with the, the kid that came in and 19-year-old, I believe he was, came in and shot up the school, killing 21 people, 19 kids and 22 adults like as a parent man that's tough man like i'm thinking like damn i want my son good because i even think about stuff with bullying like i'd I be mad about bullying let alone somebody coming in shooting up the school with kids that had nothing to do with it like that's wild like, so as a parent nowadays you really got to be on point you got to worry about schools getting shot up all the time you got to worry about bullying rather it's physical or cyber bullying you got to worry about these pedophiles out here and a lot of them teachers a lot of them be other parents sometimes it's the you know people at the church you know you're supposed to be sanctified but you out here praying on little kids you know what i'm saying you got to worry about the teachers too you know more more well women and men uh, teachers but you got to worry about the teachers you know trying to make a play on your kids so it's you forever on guard as a parent and 
You know, we just got to make sure we do our due diligence, you know. Uh, and, and also, for the last but not least, if you're a black parent or a melanated person with a kid, man, stop letting these people diagnose your kids with these these different um, diseases and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, we talk about ADHD. Like, I was diagnosed with ADHD as a kid, right? They had me on Ritalin, and Ritalin ain't nothing but cocaine. I'm, I, I said what I said. So you putting the kid on these this uh, category one uh, drug, but you know what I'm saying? Like, but y'all want to talk about the stuff that's in the streets. Y'all ain't doing nothing but doping the kids up anyways. But man, be smart, parents. Do your research. Make sure y'all know what's going on. And sometimes, especially little black boys, they just got a lot of energy. Let them, let them go outside or put him in a school where they're going to attend to his needs in terms of being active. Because who, as an adult, as an adult right now, at 31 years old, I don't like sitting down for eight hours. Especially listening to something I don't want to listen to. So why would I put my child through that? Why? Why would I put my child through something like that when I know I don't even want to do it as an adult? And again, we talk about slavery mentality. That's all school is in most cases. It's just something to keep you in that slave mentality. Go get a job, work 40, 45 years of your life just to retire at 65, maybe 70, and maybe enjoy your money if you have time to, if you ain't half dead or have cancer from the foods that they, they we eat here in America. It's all systematic, people. I talked about this in other episodes. It's all systematic. I need for y'all to get it together. I need for y'all to get on point. I, 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 man, don't get me wrong. That Taco Bell do taste good sometimes. I know that Wendy's do taste good sometimes. I know that canned food tastes good. You know, it's been sitting there. It's, 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 it's non-perishable, so it ain't, it ain't going nowhere. It can sit in the cabinet for a couple of months and be good. But think about it. If something is is not able to decay, that means it's not living. And if you're eating dead stuff, you're killing yourself because you're dying too. So, small tangent, we're going to get on that too. We, we got to make sure we talk about the, the health, you know, the, outside of the mental health, the physical health when it comes to our food. That's spiritual health too because that, that affects your spirit. You know what I'm saying? So, it's real out here. But as I wrap up this episode, like I said, I went on a lot of tangents because that's what I do. But... Again, black fathers, well, fathers out there, but specifically black fathers, I'm proud of you. Keep up the good work. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep having that black excellence. Keep loving on your children and love your, love your lady too. Love on her too. Give her, you know, give her her props and, you know, just keep the family together, especially the black family. We got to stay together. When we were going through reconstruction. We were going through um, post the civil rights and uh, uh, the civil war and all that. The thing that kept us together was us being together. We got to stay together, man. I can't stress it enough. Our community, we we are the most prosperous community if we stick together and do what we got to do. So, but it's up to us. We got to we got to make sure we stop doing getting locked in on these distractions and being bamboozled. Malcolm X said it best. We have been bamboozled, hoodwinked, wink, led astray, all of that for too long now. Let's love on each other. Let's be good to each other. And let's build this community up because it starts with us, especially if we want our children to live a better life. We got to we got to we got to start somewhere. So with that being said, it's your boy Kwali. This is the Nah Stop Playing podcast. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And if you haven't already, follow me on Spotify. The YouTube channel, like I said, is coming soon. I'm recording videos. I'm recording videos, but, you know, it takes time when you're the only person doing everything. You know what I mean? So 
it's coming. And when it do, you can put a face to a name, right? You can see the accolades. You can see the smile. Because, <laughs> you know, it's nice. Um, so, yeah. But I appreciate y'all. More than y'all know. Thank you for tuning in. And I'll be back with another serious topic. Come, you know, and it, soon. Just know it's soon. You know, I'm, I'm dropping, man, like Skittles. Like Skittles. We popping them like Skittles out here. All right, people. Y'all be safe.